Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crush Fan Podcast. I am your host, Cantherion, a.k.a. Chris Crush Jacob, because Chris Crush will make the ball jump jump. I know it's been a long time, everyone. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long, but because you've been so patient, we have such a special podcast today. We have the future of the Kingpins with us today, both GM and co-GM. Let us start off with GM Sarah. How's it going tonight, Sarah? Hi. Uh, it do be going. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back on. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. The last time we did this, uh, Dom and I just became GM. So I'm really happy it's back. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Misty Crush Fan Podcast. You know what my favorite podcast episode was? Hmm. Uh, I don't offhand, but but remind me. Uh, no, the one night where you decided, okay, I'm just gonna make a podcast of me doing my PTs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was, at the time, I had the streak going, I wanted to keep it alive, um, and I was like, you know what, I've never done one of these, so I feel like I can justify it. You know, it's, it's like the same justification people have for their first, you know, you have to do the graphic submission as part of your rookie tasks. And they graded it super light, like you could put pretty much whatever. I felt like, hey, I've never really phoned it in for one of these, so why don't I go ahead and do that? And uh, it, it worked, I guess. So there you go. But never again. Never again. <laughs> oh, like, oh, damn. We might do one on... Uh, that actually might be an, a, a good podcast. We could do one on the engine and do like sim testing. Because I did like super, super briefly go over sim testing. I'm yeah, one of them, no. but it was like as part of. I think it was just as part of like playoff tests. So it might be cool to yeah. do that for like I... forming the team, um, like after spring training or something. We could do something like yeah. that. Yeah, could uh, be fun. I mean, like I don't know. Talking about TB is gonna make me use my censor button a lot. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, no, no censorship requested. But yeah, I, I understand it. It's and not. I... It's not the the most fun thing in the world the fun thing yeah, is watching I, the results right i don't know generally <laughs> I, uh, some days i wish i was like our uh, old buddy and then like just black out during a sim you know that yeah you just wake up at the end of the season like you you, you do all the work preseason and then you just wake up and it's the end of the season sometimes that, yeah that might be nice. uh that's uh, speaking of uh me deciding i'm just gonna go to sleep during the middle of the season and do nothing uh, why don't you introduce our code now? Well, you know, I was waiting for the natural flow of the conversation to end, but that lesson of a provided segue, I won't look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, let's let's go over to uh, to Pow, aka Pow Adrian, aka Bobby Rude. Is it Rude? Bobby Rude. That that is right. Nice. How's it going today? It's uh, been pretty uh, pretty good here. Um, you know, first day as uh, co GM here at the Kingpins. It's uh, been a pretty hectic day with scouting so uh already uh, getting to work you know it's been pretty good yeah i'm interested you know again obviously you and i haven't really really got to talk much so i'm interested to learn more about you to educate our audience um, for those who are like me and mostly just hang out within their locker rooms uh, within their little sheltered bubbles and don't really interact with people anymore uh, so this is an opportunity for those individuals and uh and then like i said we'll uh, we'll get into more more of like the future of the team stuff in a minute, but yeah, Pow, I'd like to know, um, and I think you mentioned right before we started you weren't super into baseball, but let's start with that. If you want to give me like, you know, if you have any sort of background or, or you interfaced with baseball previous to this, um, I, I can tell you that my background comes from my grandpa was a big Cubs fan, grew up in, in the, the Chicago suburbs, and um, that's that's kind of how it was cooked into me i didn't have a choice of becoming a cubs fan and um here we are you know 30 years later and we're still doing it so that's that's kind of my background but yeah give if you don't mind if you have anything like that go ahead and, and explain it oh yeah absolutely uh well pr pretty much i am uh well you know first of all of uh well I'm mexican so i live in mexico right now but i there was a time when i lived in california and uh you know i uh had to choose and American sports team usually, and uh, I usually go for the California teams. I'm a San Francisco Giants, you know, fan. Uh, kind of follow in and out. Um, 
I'm a I'm a big fan of baseball video games. I'm just not a big fan of you know watching and playing baseball itself. Um, you know the really big thing that got me back into baseball was actually this year with the MLB The Show video game coming back uh, to you know Xbox. Um, it really got me into it, and I got out of the park, and I really got into it into it that way. Um, I I come through you know mostly sim league experience, and that's why I'm doing. Um, you know, PBE itself in general. Um, I don't actually follow any of the, you know, big American sports intensely, but it's more so of, uh, you know, kind of uh, sports role play, I guess, or, you know, sports Dungeons and Dragons, and it kind of allows, allows me a little bit to uh, get into that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all it's all statistics and looking at spreadsheets and then doing the role play stuff, which is also super fun but yeah I, um, it's interesting that you're a, uh, a Giants fan that's my wife as well my wife's a oh, hey. San Francisco Giants fan we've been to AT&T well now Oracle we've been, we, but we went to when it was, <laughs> was AT&T probably five times something like that when Cubs nice. and Giants were playing um, and yeah it's it's a beautiful park right on the bay there and uh, the, I think the honestly the, the, the fun part was not only the game, obviously the game's the highlight, but we'd always stay in Alameda and then take the ferry. There's a lot of fun. Oh yes, yes. I've, uh, yeah, I uh, lived in San Francisco, uh, San Francisco for about a year, so that's why I kind of started supporting them, the, the Giants. So, um, uh, yeah, it's I got really into heavily um, my first uh, actual sim league because you know I was into, um, and this is where the Bobby Roode character came from. Um, I used to be in this thing that's called e-fetting, right? And it's basically uh, Sim League, but for wrestling. So it's basically a lot of, uh, you know, uh, character work and talk and writing a lot because, you know, wrestling is predetermined and uh, you basically pick the winners based on who has the best trash talk, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, I come from that, you know, type of background. Um, I did it like 10 years ago when I was like a kid. Uh, but, uh, you know, I kind of missed it. I kind of wanted to do that type of thing again without the time commitment of, you know, doing it once every single week. So it, this PB, uh, you know, Forum League allowed me to kind of uh, write whenever I media, whenever I really wanted without any type of commitment. Like, you got to do this every single week or else, you know, you're going to fall behind, or, you know, I take it at my own pace, and, you know, like I said, it's more of a role-playing aspect for me, and I, I like that part in PvE, really. That's awesome. And I like the, um, you can you can always tell people who follow any sort of professional wrestling, um, because they won't, they will never say the word fake, because they understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, they understand, right, that these are athletes, that yes, there's it's all scripted, but scripted is very different from fake, like, like the injuries, and I've you know I've watched like a lot of the I I watched a lot of um, before it was WWE it was WWF I watched a lot of that growing up and it was uh, they they had like all the behind the scenes documentaries about people you know you know severing vertebra and um, oh yeah they uh, still do those yeah so like so it's a, it's definitely like a hardcore thing I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, mess with with any professional wrestler but yeah that's that's cool I, I like that and uh, and yeah you kind of you kind of answered the next question which was kind of how you got back into pbe but let's talk about pb specifically so um you mentioned you like the role-playing aspect but what actually what, what who or what pulled you over here okay so just to you know delve into um you know what actually pulled me over to pbe i used to be in a little league called super casual which is one of the affiliates but that pb has um, I come from that kind of background, you know, those activity checks, leagues, and, you know, it's not a lot of work, it's just one of those type of things, um, where you do an activity check, you update, and that's pretty much it, right? Um, you know, uh, if TOK uh, currently runs that league, he's, you know, big, you know, former, uh, he was formerly a big PB guy, I'm sure he's still around, but not to the extent that he, uh, you know, used to be, I believe he won a ring with the crabs as a GM, um, I once saw, you know, an affiliate thing with like PBE and uh, ISFL as well, and uh, I thought I'd give it a go. Um, I had my first player here, which was, uh, you know, Juice Bruce. Uh, it didn't go so well because while I was doing everything uh, that I was supposed to be doing, 
Um, I was also doing it with two leagues, and as a rookie, I can kind of, or as a new user, I can kind of get overwhelming to do, you know, both things at once. So I kind of fell off, and uh, I, I figured I'll just, uh, you know, start over, and I'll try to, you know, go ahead and just do PB this one time, and I'll focus only on one, and, you know, we'll, we'll try this again. And, you know, th this time around, it's it, it's worked out, and I had a lot of, you know, experience with uh, GMing in Super Casual um, with American football. Um so I don't know American football. I don't know the sport either. But, you know, um, the team aspect, the, the locker room aspect, and really managing personnel is kind of really the way that I won rings over there um, as a GM and as a player. Um, it's You don't really have to know a lot about the sport as long as you have people around you that can kind of fill in the weaknesses which is, you know, where Sarah comes in from here. She knows the game. She knows baseball. And I'm just here to, you know, kind of manage the locker room, kind of take things off her plate and make sure that everything that I do know how to do, I can, you know, go ahead and do that for her, you know? Right on. Yeah, I think a lot of folks, you know, I mean, life is life, right? So things happen. A lot of people try to jump into sim leagues when they've got a lot going on in their lives and it just doesn't work out or... Uh, to your point, you know, trying to jump into multiple sim leagues at the same time isn't always the best strategy. I know there are plenty of people who do, like, four or five sim leagues and yeah. are very successful. I, I don't understand it. I can't comprehend that level of commitment. Uh, I respect the heck out of it, but I I just, I can barely do one, let's be honest. Yeah. My take is don't trust him during the scene. <laughs> See, I think I'm at the point now where I can do it. If I really wanted to, I'm actually in multiple right now. I think I'm in like, I'm in ASHL, I'm in WSBL, um, you know, ISFL technically. I kind of went IA, but you know, every time I get pinged, I do an update or something, you know. Uh, but um, I'm at the point where I can do it now because I, you know, I understand how the system works now. But my recommendation to anyone listening, to anyone new that might be listening and thinking about doing multiple is try to take one at a time. Take a couple seasons on one and then try to focus on that. Once you got a grasp on it, you know, go ahead and do another if you so wish and you know, do another couple seasons there and maybe you can, uh, you know, go ahead and experience being one of those people who are in like five or six sim leagues, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like, I can talk a bit about that too. Like, we are <laughs> like doing for time. So, like, uh, when I first joined uh, PB, I also uh, tried to join ISFL. Well, not as in tried as in, like, uh, a week after I created my player, I realized there was no way as a person who was completely new to PBE, I was going to keep up with the ISFL, even though I did want to be a permanent kicker because kickers fascinate me. Uh, so I just decided, okay, I'm gonna retire my first player. I didn't think my player was even, like, eligible anyway, so I don't think it, you know, it counts, but, uh, like, I, it, it, so I just came back and do it. I mean, I'm in the ISFL now, uh, I just go there to, uh, you know, kick the ball. I take it very non-seriously, uh, I told them I'm not earning money, I'm, like, you know, I'm gonna stay at kicker, which is low TP demand, so, uh, that's how I uh, have managed doing like multiple sim leagues, and I feel like uh, trying to uh, put yourself in the position where uh, it isn't super demanding for anything. You just want to try and get the situation from to begin with is good. And if you end a maxer, you can always switch positions later. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the equivalent of a reliever in the PB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, yeah. I, I had honestly don't know how people do it like there's you know i know evoc and Gioso are big sim league people there's you know uh c9 van who max earns in every league that they can and it's actually pretty uh pretty fascinating pretty pretty cool how they you know manage everything um i know for example i talk a lot to you know c9 van and he uh pretty much has like a kind of a schedule to go through he does everything on Mondays and, you know, any other specific days he has to do point task, he kind of, you know, rolls with the flow on those days. But, um, yeah, keeping a schedule seems to be really the main thing that really makes you 
active in all all of them, really, oh, yeah. it seems. Yeah, when but, I was peak activity, I was doing everything, sun, like, right after it posted on Sunday night. Like, I was in a routine with that. That was really good. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so that's, I, I, it sounds like uh, you've got a good strategy for keeping active, which is a, a very positive thing. Um, so let's talk about, you kind of hinted to it as well, Pow, but let's, let's talk to Sarah about the, you know, Pow as the co-GM. Uh, it, I don't know. It, I, I don't think any of it's secret, um, so we can get into the why of you becoming GM. We can kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, we don't have to go crazy with it, uh, you know, at, at your discretion. And then we can jump into kind of the, you know, Pow as the co-GM uh, fit. I mean, like, uh, uh, Pirate Captain Dom, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I appreciate him as a person a lot, but, uh, like, you know, going for personal issues, uh, you know, like, at one point, uh, you know, I just, I was pretty much, uh, felt pretty much swamped because, you know, I had to, uh, try and get rookies active what felt like too much success and you know try and get people to update as much as possible to uh, try and keep us competitive and uh when last season there was a period when our pushing just decided they could not give up a uh, stop getting up runs it was crushing to an extent uh because you were constantly still trying to ride the ship but like it feels like the ship is just you know sinking to an extent so like uh plus his soul part cap dom at the end of season after express like uh, you know, uh, I am a bit too exhausted. I don't know how much I can keep doing this. Uh, you know, like you know, uh, he offered, hey, you know, let's just try this. Uh, I can uh, step down and then like you, I can make you head, and then you can find somebody else who will try and you know help uh get this entire like situation active. Uh, yeah, Dom. Ever since personal issues, you know, like has kind of fallen out of love. I get it. Uh, a personal life. It's uh, like you know complicated, and uh, definitely at one point you know is uh sometimes some weeks take too much of our personal time, but uh it's definitely understandable why you know you have to step away. So, uh, I mean, I wish him the best. Uh, I mean, uh, it kind of happened in all of the world one situation. It like took a few days. I mean, like just a few days ago, we made a decision that like you know we are gonna make the uh staffing switch so like and then uh it, we kind of had to hurry up because uh like the C we are already st uh, like starting scouting like hell uh, holy crap like you know i'm so glad pal is here for the scouting process because like he started himself like this early in the process i mean like he was like up in a rush to do it uh i mean like you know it's, it felt different that uh this time it wasn't me to initiate the process and i love how pal as like you know rejuvenated and, and like you know excited for this to accept that like you know i don't have to provide in this situation uh i mean of course i'm still gonna be responding to a lot of testing hoping to like get people's builds and trying to understand P uh pv system but like you know given that pal is an experienced gm uh you know long time super casual gm uh i mean a famous there even like you know as somebody who can uh make a clubhouse really active i'm uh i am really hoping that pal uh, i mean i mean like i did this uh, dom was like super heavy in favor of it i mean like i talked to people i knew i had to get pal here uh pal and i like you know got to really know each other over the past like months, two months and then like yeah, just knowing what value you can bring the team, like super active, uh, like super good at gaining with rookies, like people, uh, like it's very hard to hate the guy unless you're in the SHL, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for uh, the future. I know, like it, it was a very hectic moment. I mean, like it's, but it's honestly at this point, like this entire. The thing is, has been hectic. I'm just very glad that, like, you know, I, we have substantial help coming in to help, like, you know, get the campus to a better place and a place that's more competitive. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the message, of course, to Dom is, uh, you know, hopefully you, you figure everything out and you come back and in full force and we can party again. But in the meantime, uh, you know, he it's it's just crazy because obviously, like at the time that 
that you two took over, like he was super active and super into everything, and so obviously the the team felt like it was going in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know personal stuff has to has to trump sim stuff every time. So if if you're not feeling it or if stuff's going on in your personal life, you got to go handle that. Total respect to that, and um, yeah, we just I think that's the perennial hope is anyone who leaves. Uh, this sim league will will come back. <laughs> that's at, at least if they leave of their own volition, right? If they choose to leave, we always hope they come back. But Dom is definitely one of those um, unique personalities that uh, he's just a joy in the locker room. So hopefully he um, he he comes back to us. I mean, but but um, but yeah. In the meantime, it sounds like uh, you've you've got a solid game plan. And, and again, to, to your point. Having someone who has that scouting experience is huge. I think you're exactly right that the last few months, um, you've you've done your best, right? You've you've done what yeah, you can, but yeah, you, you need someone else. Like doing the best, but like you know, I'm like uh, at one point, you know, it's like bringing an outside mind to the party and uh, like you know, trying to like expand the brain trust is something that really needs to be done to like you know, uh, help uh, you know uh, get. I think that is like definitely beneficial to like you know help get more talent into the organization in general, right? So, yeah, yeah. And as always, I'm willing to provide grammatical support. I'll be glad to <laughs> purely rate people on how they type and uh, uh, and judge their answers a little bit too harshly, which <laughs> uh, will yeah. probably not be super beneficial for scouting, but it'll be entertaining for me. So that's, uh, that's I mean. What can you do? Uh, I can, uh, I mean, uh, like, sure, just trusting scouting, but, uh, like, you know, drafting spider uh, spell, I guess, is a way to get your personality. Uh, personally, I just, uh, I type too fast sometimes, and also, like, you know, uh, I don't have a good sense of punctu- punctuation that has gotten me in very big trouble in the past, so. Yeah, I, I mean... I can't emphasize enough that I'm just old. And <laughs> I'm that person who, uh, yeah, I send full sentences and text uh, yeah. messages. I don't abbreviate anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a generational thing. Because like, yeah, these days don't get enough grammar in schools. Yeah, today they won't even know how to read a clock because everything's digital and whatnots. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't yell at the kids to get off my lawn too often, so I'm not that bad. Yet. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you kind of mentioned like the scouting. Obviously, I think Pow, you also touched on you know trying to take the day to day grind a little bit off of Sarah, uh, as far as like testing and things like that. Um, we're talking about a rebuild, and obviously, you guys are probably still discussing these things, figuring these things out. Um, but are there any like big sweeping changes you're planning to make as far as like the the branding or anything like that or right now are you just really focused uh, on I mean like you know uh branding wise like I'm st- we're still fun calling Chicago I mean like obviously the team has changed a lot over the past well something that we can consider but like you know if something a, a idea comes up but like at this point like you know still a, a good franchise as we still just want to like keep it up and stuff uh, it's still a question for later, but like otherwise, the uh, I don't think we're going to rebuild, especially considering some of the receipts we just got. I mean, uh, definitely, uh, there's uh stuff we want to improve, and in the minds is always a turnover game and trying to like you know get people uh around and like try and get people active and contributing and everything, but like you know I don't know if that counts as a rebuild answers. Uh, and like I'm still and like at this point, I, I am thinking we'll be competitive again next season. So, uh, is something considered, I suppose. Yeah, it it really feels like a numbers game. Yeah, to, for I the mean, most part. I mean, getting inactive is huge, but even having inactives to replace bots seems like maybe not as good, but still pretty good. Yeah, it's always, like, there's a time you have to balance. I mean, like, I am a huge believer in it, that our mission in the overall is to try and uh, cultivate and love in the game and also, like, you know, hopefully that we get people in the system, uh, you know, uh, getting uh, them very excited for everything, uh, trying my best to, like, address their concerns. 
Uh, I'm very happy that, like, you know, Pell actually uh, is the one that got Crane, one of our most active rookies in, and, and uh, it, well, like, you know, helped get Crane into, like, the league at first, and then we claimed the guy. Uh, I mean, he's been insanely active over the past, I mean, over the past bit, uh, has already earned $70 million in the bank after a season or so. Uh, so like you know, I'm when stuff like that happens, you're kind of proud, and and that's the type of like you know kingpins we want to produce more of in the future. It's just that, uh, yeah, that's the goal that we have. Like it's very hard to call things a rebuild because rebuild has a certain connotation that you'll be, uh, I mean, game sim wise, you'll be completely garbage for the next bit, and then like you try and uh get new prospects and things however i feel like you know myers is so different and feel like uh what we're like trying to build up is you know the environment and trying to build the uh next generation of you know kingpin's talent that we can as an organization be proud of so yeah i think i mean obviously it's a noble goal and you've talked about you know the activity factor right getting people who are who are engaged in the sims and uh, Paolo, let me ask you. So you you kind of mentioned taking some of the the day to day stuff over a little bit. Um, do you have any thoughts in mind or anything you you want to kind of employ day one here to to try to get folks who do get recruited to the team to be a little bit more active or a little bit more engaged? Sure. Um, I'm gonna reference Super Casual probably a lot. I assume because. That's where my jamming experience comes from. And, you know, um, a lot of people who might, um, you know, think of Super Casual as this, you know, Super Casual League or whatever, it's not really casual for the GMs. I think that's what a lot of people underestimate. Um, at the end of the day, it's still a GM job. You know, you got the basics there. You, you learn there a lot, actually, about how to GM. So um, back when uh, G I GM'd uh, for the second time, uh, the Dragons, the Denver Dragons, with Crane, who is a uh, current kingpin. Um, we had an issue, which was we only had five active players and a bunch of bots. For like, we had to fill 15 positions, basically. Uh, we were the pretty much like the worst team in the league at that point. Uh, we had, you know, just in a dead locker room. There was we we didn't even have first. Like, we didn't have a first for the next, like, two seasons. That's how bad the situation was. Um, so what I really did there to kind of, you know, engage the locker room is I kind of, and I'm not saying I'm going to do that here because, you know, you guys kind of got your own thing going on, but I, I like to kind of meddle around with some of the roles and the channels, uh, not the roles, the channels themselves, uh, and try to uh, try to get some activity in each one and see, you know, kind of what, you know everyone's interested in or you know uh, what they want to talk about um maybe you know there's like um they would just want to talk about their day maybe they just want to talk about their sports team or you know um that's actually a, a way of how i learn about sports a lot of the time like i um i'm a soccer fan but i like to you know i talk to a lot of people who are into american sports and i learn a lot of the time you know, of, you know, trades and, you know, scores. And I've recently gone into the NFL because that Dragon server did a bunch of, like, red zone streams right there. So um, it was fun there. Um, you know, we, I'm hoping that I can start to get, like, a, you know, a channel here where I can kind of post scores. I can kind of do clips. Um, I don't know, kind of tag people, let them know how they're doing. So that way it's a lot more visible to them and to their teammates what's going on and, and like game by game basis, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, people don't look at the index and they don't know that they got a home run or they don't know that they, you know, had like a shutout game or, you know, that they pitched all nine innings or that's the kind of stuff I want to, you know, show off. And I, I think that's a big part really of keeping people engaged and keeping people active is making sure that they stand out, making sure that they feel appreciated, and making sure that they get motivated to earn and become even better than what they already are. Because at the end of the day, this is a minor league job, and in my opinion, this is kind of a rookie mentor job at the, you know, rookie mentors is first contact, but after that, it's up to the GMs to help keep those actives and keep the league healthy by generating actives. You, you see the Hepcats, you know, 
I, I admire the Hempcats a lot because of, you know, Enoch and Twitchy and Mike and, you know, all them over there, you know. They have an amazing locker room from what I've heard. So I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to make sure that people are talking, uh, you know, keeping themselves engaged. And I'd love to see them prosper and, um, you know, become GMs in the future, get jobs or, you know, contribute to the league. And uh, hopefully they fall in love with the league just like, you know, just like I did. And, yeah. I think, yeah, I think those are all great ideas. I, I mean, I know that oh, I think it was like seven, six or seven months ago, we started kind of catering the locker room towards like role playing. We had a lot of people who were interested in writing. And so that's kind of mm-hmm. how the creation station and all those channels came up. Um, and we've obviously, you know, Sarah touched on it that there's been a ton of turnover, right? So, so the players may yeah. not have the same interests. So it's important to not only engage your players, uh, you know, by by keeping them what everyone is pretty much universally interested in, which is their players' performance. I think that makes a lot of sense, like a box scores channel or something like that, or clips channels. I think those are great ideas. Uh, and then and then engaging these people and hopefully finding out what gets them excited about the the back end aspects of this place. Yeah, so like, like you gotta give credit to Dom back then. Back then, Dom was huge on media thing. I feel like he actually inspired a lot of people to do more media during that time. I feel like uh, even Dom inspired me to do more media. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, definitely. Ba- Dom back in Hades was huge on it. So like, you know, it's something that we can really appreciate it, and uh, then go help the team. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 whole thing was his idea for sure, and then I just kind of like did content to support it. <laughs> like I was just like, yeah, do it, do it, and I'll I'll uh I'll keep people engaged. Yeah, it was all about you know we were we encouraged people to write articles about other people in the locker room and tag them uh, oh, because nice. because worst case scenario the person reaches back out and says, hey, can you remove me? That literally never happened. It was always like, oh, cool, now I'm going to write a story about us. Or, hey, do you think your player would do this? So it was, again, we had a we had a bunch of, you know, you mentioned D&D in your intro. Uh, we've got a bunch of D&D nerds in, in here. Uh, so everyone was kind of writing stories about each other. And we, we even talked about at one point maybe doing, like, an in-character D&D game or a baseball-related D&D game uh, in media somehow. So, uh, it, yeah, I think I think catering to the audience makes a lot of sense. And and like you said, I think a lot of a lot of people who are invested in, in the league are into the role playing aspect. So I think that the two kind of lend themselves to each other. But you just don't know. And the only way you find out is engaging with the rookies, and that starts with you two, right? So it's it's you know the, the, that's like Sarah said, that's why the scouting is so important. That's why like getting to know people is so important. So you can find out really early, like, oh, yeah, we've got a bunch of fellow D&D nerds, this is going to be great, or, oh, cool, we've got a bunch of people who are just really into their players and want to learn about the stats and, and the engine, let's let's do that. So I think, yeah, it sounds like you guys have a pretty solid understanding and a, and a pretty solid grasp of how you want to handle things going forward. That's really cool. Um, I don't want to dig into or have you reveal, you know, your uh, your your backroom strategies or whatever, but we did talk about a little bit activity, and uh, before the podcast, we had some conversations about uh, about the war room. Um, what are you looking for? Because obviously, we want we want people to be active and engaged. What do you look for when you're looking to like if people want to j- maybe step into the war room, but maybe aren't ready for a GM role yet? What kind of things would you be looking for from individuals? And this is for either of you. Okay, um, I think I'll start. Uh, just because you know I um you know I have an idea of what I think I would like anyway um I think I'd like to have um you know obviously having rookies um become war members is incredible um and it's kind of really special when that happens so what I, what I'm kind of looking for from these type of people is that I'd love to see them you know get, uh, get active get engaged uh, and, you know, really ask, you know, questions about how the team's doing or how their player's doing. Um, I, I I get a, uh, I get quite a few of these every single team I GM, but there's always one or two that are always kind of engaged in sort of how's the team looking next season or do you think we'll, you know, make playoffs or do you think we're going to, you know, go for, for, the big, for the big win, you know? Or, 
you know, sometimes it naturally comes out that, you know, hey, is there a chance that, you know, I could be part of scouting? You know, if you ever want to become a war member, feel free to reach out and we can talk about it. We can, you know, tell you what you, we, you know, expect from you because obviously war room is kind of, you know, where you kind of talk about strategy. Maybe sometimes, uh, you know, maybe Sarah and I are a little bit busy and we need help with scouting. Maybe we need someone to trust to talk to rookies and, you know, really ask them questions and really make sure that we can get people who are going to be in the same mold as all of us, you know? So I'm kind of looking at people who are engaged in the league, obviously, who want to help and who want to go ahead and try to, you know, better themselves and this team because at the end of the day, we're all trying to, you know, get drafted into the majors and we're all trying to get, you know, first overall or, you know, third overall, fifth overall, you know, those high picks. So really engaging into the league and showing that you actually care really, really pumps up that draft stock. And me personally, I'm part of the, you know, Boise Raptors war room because I'm a player there. You know, I got the GM experience, so I'm kind of a helping hand there. Um, I want to see that because it would be a pleasure to, you know, actually, you know, see see that type of, uh, like, interactivity and bring it over to Jess and Petra, who is also a player here, and tell them, hey, this guy... He's incredible activity-wise. We should take him, you know. Or, you know, maybe Petra herself sees it and uh, she can actually see that uh, that this would be a good pick. And maybe it's kind of a steal later on in the draft or maybe it's one of those picks that kind of really surprised you, you know. Awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the war room privilege and how I get to leverage it into my major's war room for sure. That's, a, <laughs> that's definitely a, a fun aspect of it. And yeah, I think I like that it's, you know, you're just saying, Hey, if you want to be in it, let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. Uh, because a lot of people just don't, I don't know. I think they want to contribute, but they're always kind of shy about it or they're like, Oh, I'm new. So I don't want to step on any toes. Uh, but it's, I think people forget that this is, this isn't like a paid for league. This isn't like everyone's full-time job. This is like a, a hobby and a passion. So it's, I think if you're, if you're also trying to be passionate about it and, and you want to step into those roles, you just, you gotta let, make yourself known. Like people aren't generally going to ask you, Hey, do you want to do this? Uh, it, it'll happen, right? If you're active enough or if you're that well known, people might reach out to you, but otherwise you're going to have to be the the, the person who advocates for themselves, right? And I think I think you're opening the door for that, so I think it's a great thing. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything you wanted to add to that or anything in particular you're kind of looking for as far as, like, future war room members or anything else for the team? No, not really. I mean, like, I agree with most of them. I just, like, you know, uh, I mean, like, obviously, I love for us, uh, like, you know, rookie status seem active and want to be involved in the system. I mean, uh, and then, uh, yeah. Like, I know there's a lot of talent out there. Uh, I'm, th- I'm really hoping that we can leverage it. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, and again, I don't want to dig into the backroom strategy too much, but I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's okay to say this. Feel free to not share this if it's not okay to say, but uh, do you think going into the this draft, the kingpins are buyers or sellers? Are they trying to uh, get future picks or, or are they trying to get current picks? I feel like it's a retool moment. There's some like obviously holes that we uh, all the time. There's holes that we can take on, but uh, yeah, some like you know we'll consider options. I mean, like I'm, I'd be very happy for future picks because next season I expect that we'll have to do a lot of like you know, re- uh, retooling, rebuilding again. And uh, yeah, this season like you know if there's good stuff coming, I mean like of course like you know try to see what we can leverage our assets with. It was a very diplomatic answer from a general manager, and I respect the heck out of it. It was good. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's the most diplomatic I've ever been, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, so, I don't I don't know. Obviously, I haven't been a, a GM uh, in the PBE or any other sim league before, I can only go off of what other GMs have done or what I've seen as as a member of a war room, and I can say that it seems it seems pretty popular that people will like a team will say, okay, this is the draft we're targeting. 
Let's get as many picks as we can. We're just going to go volume all out on this draft and hope for the best. And I think we were talking, yeah, we, we talked about, you know, the, the strategy of just getting bodies, um, while not as valuable, obviously, as like a top earner, but in the minors, just getting bodies to replace those bots can be so important. So if you can get, you know, hypothetically, if you can get yourself like five or six picks for one draft, um, you've, you might yeah. potentially have most of a, a, a starting team there. At least like half of your seats will be filled, right? Yeah, like uh, last season, uh, we had a, I feel like, I mean, like last draft, we are really good at getting bodies. Uh, I mean, like, uh, we didn't really tend them to be bodies. So, you know, uh, this season, like, you know, the hope is that it becomes more than bodies and, you know, like, takes a really huge role into the uh, entire system. So, yeah, I th and that's one thing I didn't really think of because, again, I'm I'm now, you know, I've, my focus as far as team creation is, is shifted into the majors when I did. I don't really think about the fact that when you are drafting, you actually have to pay pretty close attention to builds, right? Because if you if someone's going to go inactive on you, you're stuck with whatever that build is Same, as a yeah. team, right? Yeah, I mean, like, having builds a huge consideration. Like, you know, uh, our fourth round pick last season, like, we were a very, uh, uh, we, uh, I, uh, you know, decided that, like, we should probably get this guy out of the few people, like, because, you know, he had a great build. I mean, uh, I didn't expect him to be active. Uh, he did earn a bit of, like, help improve his build a bit. God bless him. Uh, he uh, 120 TP, so, like, you know, uh, hoping for the best. But, uh, like, given everything, I think that, like, you know, uh, he was very good last season. really helped us get into the playoffs after his struggles. So, like, that's something you definitely have to consider about. However, uh, it's in the minors. The reality is that the bills, I mean, you have to believe in person more than bills. Uh, bills are always fixable. Uh, like, just even, and like, I've learned how, uh, like, you know, I didn't even expect that they'd be so fixable when I came in. Uh, some regrets there, but like, you know, like, if the, uh, 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 like, if no, uh, like, lots of people are willing to listen to you say, uh, okay, this will probably help you reach your goals the best and like you know we can help them like you know change uh the situation give them uh some advice on uh, how we believe that they can use a free rookie change and uh make a more optimal build that uh helps increase their potential in the league so well on on that topic and I, again I, we we a little bit touched on this as far as as rebuilds as far as branding um but a lot of the majors teams have success because they are, as I refer to them, as a lot of the PB, as a lot of the OOTP uh, community refers to them, uh, cheese teams, right? So lefty favored or righty favored. Um, is that something that you don't have to say yes or no? But is that something that you you might consider down the road? Uh, to be straight up, no, no. Uh, I mean, like again, our responsibility as minors, although like you know, we want the Kingpins to win, but like you know. I feel like if we were to uh, pigeonhole our uh, our rookies to a point where, like, you know, they might not benefit the majors and are only fit our needs and not the needs of the majors team, I feel like we are doing the league and uh, the rookies a disservice, especially at the minors level. At the majors level, you know, they are going to be there uh, hopefully forever. And also, like, you know, at this point, at that point, they'll be more established and can afford to, like, you know, make the changes that they need to become a like, more uh, cheese team. But uh, yeah, it's just that in the minors, I do not think that is appropriate for us to do this. I mean, how people have done this in the past. Uh, that is how, like you know, uh, I'm pretty sure, like they talk about how the sixty sixers, the sixer, let's say, a team that had all lefties and everything. Uh, I just don't. I, I mean, there's a lot of minors teams that have been perfectly fine with neutral parks, perfectly adapting to how, like you know, people are done. How we have made so many World Series and we have never changed our park dimensions. Uh, so in the in the end, I'm really uh, I really want to stick to that goal of making sure that uh the rookies are developed as best as possible and not in the terms of like you know just looking out for the kingpins because I mean like I'm a strong believe that if the, our rookies are successful throughout the entire league, then we can uh 
I mean, then like we benefit the most, not you know having, not trying to you know carve the rookies towards us, but like you know carve us towards rookies. But what if your rookies just want to win? <laughs> hey hell, uh, I mean, I'm like, okay, you know what? If they want the best build, I'll give them the best build. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I think I, honestly, I think I, I was uh, yeah, playing uh, devil's yeah. advocate, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Shout out Pope Cosway. <laughs> that, that's basically what he did. I pretty much changed the entire build. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think honestly, I think that's a that's a smart approach. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird conversation, right? To someone to have with someone who's brand new to the league and go like, "Hey, just a heads up. In order to but, win on this team, you might want to switch to a left-handed bat." Uh, yeah, but, I mean, like, uh, I, I, I like during when we we're coming off scouting questions, I kind of cautioned about asking how, uh, like, you know, if you're willing to do it, the switch, 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 and like, you know. We, I do not want to overwhelm the rookies. I definitely experienced that when uh, even how a major team was trying to scout me and ask that in the form. I was like, you know, extremely puzzled as to why, like, you know, everybody is going to just squish your hands and everybody is going to just like fit their specific mold. So like, you know, I'm just, uh, in the end, like, you know, it's uh, definitely trying to like, you know, bring us towards the rookies and not, you know, them towards I mean, yeah, like, it definitely not, like, you know, overwhelm and puzzle them. So, yeah. Pow, how do you feel about the batting cults? Um, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, leave the strategy to Sarah. If, if she thinks that, you know, um, and, and I actually agree with this, um, if she thinks that it's for the benefit of the league to actually have us uh, work on builds that are going to be working for the majors and going to work for them long term. All the power to them, right? Um, again, if they want to go ahead and uh, ask for the meta build in the minors, we can do that too. That's no problem. I, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, in the end, uh, there's some builds that definitely take a bit more work to get there, but like, really, the uh, goals of the miners uh, trying to build a good miners, but it's not that far away from building the goals from a major player. Uh, unless say like somebody is, uh, uh, somebody decides to create as a reliever and switch to start in the future, that might be an uh, example. But like in the end, uh, uh, I mean, like it's not uh, as if like we are that far apart in terms of doing that. If we do make them like we, if we do like help them as much as possible in the minors, I mean, like in the majors, still works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is really uh, kind of it, really with the. Uh... You know, position uh, the position swaps and all that. Uh, this is something that Sarah and I talked about before we even started scouting. Like, hey, let's let's get some questions here that we determined are going to be good. And uh, you know, she had some feedback for me as well. Like, you know, maybe try to you know ask this question a little bit differently because yeah, she was right. Like, we don't want to overwhelm them. We want to make sure that they know that they're in control of their player. This is a player's league. I like to think of it that way. Like, if you don't want to do something as a player, don't do it, you know? If you... Oh, hell, like, in reality, we, they just joined the league. They don't know the, yeah. they, they don't understand the meta. They will under, never understand how the, uh, how all the lingo and how, like, how people be here <laughs> yet. It's, yeah. it's pointless. And I'll just say through, like, you know, futile exercise, I feel. Yeah, I think it can kind of be, you have to find the balance because definitely, like, people will ask you things like, hey, would you mind playing X position? And some people coming into the league are like, I never want to play any position ever. Uh, you know, and then it's like, well, wait a second. In the minors, it's not like playing a different position isn't a huge deal. It's mostly stats-based. And, like, it, when you get to the majors, make that call. But I think, uh, you know, it's important to say as much to say, yes, do what you want, but also to say, hey, this could be fun for you. Maybe check it out or try it for, for spring training or something or you know, experience it, and if you hate it for your player, then then run away from it. You know. But uh, but yeah, I I like that. I like that philosophy of let the players kind of determine which way they they want to go, and do your best to to make that fit within the team as, as best you can. And then and then be honest with them, right? If if they're they're like, hey, I will never play any position but this. And you've got two players saying that. Well, okay, guys, you can both play that position, but keep in mind, I can't play you both at the same time. So, so I think having those conversations is is huge. And it sounds like you're both 
You're both veterans of Sim League, so it's, those conversations should should uh, come pretty naturally. I like it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, I, I think it's a pretty good intro on on the plans for the teams. Um, I I do want to say so I'm going to do my best. Again, this is the first podcast I've done in three months. My goal has always been to get to know the rookies, get to know new players as much as I can. I like to do that little, you know, intro with as, as many people as I can to not only showcase, um, you know, the talent to the kingpins, but also, you know, kind of like you guys have been hinting at and I mentioned, letting the GMs know who these people are. You know, get get the kingpins' names out there. I want you, both of you, to get credit for the work you do with the players. That's that That was always my favorite thing is when a player was – you know, really well received or well developed by Dag and Moosey or, you know, whatever combination of the two. And then I got to go into another war room and be like, yeah, pick these people up because these are the ones like, Hey, listen to this podcast because this is, this is someone we want in with us. Um, so that interaction, I'm going to do better with it. I, I, I'm not going to promise anything because promises get me in trouble, but, um, (laughs) we're definitely going to podcast again much sooner than three months. I'm gonna shoot to get back to that every other uh, week rotation. That's gonna be my goal, and um, and I'll I'll break that rotation if if they drop a double media on us. So I'll do an extra <laughs> one if if we need to. Yeah, uh, it helps like Travis like next week. You know, <laughs> does lines up perfectly. So hopefully people will get us settled by then. So yeah, uh, yeah. In the end, like you know. We, uh, I mean, like, you know, it helps our team a lot to win if we get five season players to our, you know, mid earners at the best. But, like, still, there's a sense of pride in, uh, dev- uh, like, after your player gets called up after two or three seasons and does well in the majors, I mean, like, and also has a sustainable career. So that's just something. Yeah, and I, I want the podcast to reflect the culture. I never want it to necessarily drive the culture. Again, my goal is just to talk to people and get them to talk back to me. So if, uh, yeah, if there's something that I can do to help, you, you guys know you can always reach out. But, um, but yeah, hopefully anyone who's listening, you'll have that same mindset, right? If if you're a, a Kingpins fan and you've been wondering how to interact, just, just send us a message. Just reach out to us and let's get this show on the road. And, and as far as goals, specific goals for next season, um, in and out of game, what are you, what are you guys looking for? Well, um, me personally out of game, um, because, you know, like I said, Sarah's going to kind of control the in game aspect. (laughs) Uh, but you know, out of game, I'm trying to build a, like an actual locker room. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, everyone's active and everyone's enjoying themselves. And um, I'm really hoping that we can get some actives. When, hey, uh, maybe I don't know how the locker room's been, but I'm hoping that we can gonna you know living it up a, a little bit again. From what I heard, you know, you guys have kind of uh, you know been a little bit unmotivated to you know start doing this podcast, for example. Maybe we can start doing it with the rookies, like you said before. And I mean, hey, there's at the end of the day, there's GMs in this locker room who can see the activity, so maybe they're taking a look, taking a peek, and Hopefully we can start building that locker room up and start, you know, getting that culture up for the for the kingpins again. Let me let me quantify my question. Let me let me say this: sure. as a as a successful marker, as a a general marker for success, what number of active players would you like to see? And and again, falling short of this wouldn't necessarily be a failure, but I'm just curious. Sure. Um... There's like, um, what I would say, like around 15, right, um, in, you know, total in a, in a team, um, I think anyway, right? You got the, like, the, the nine, you know, the, the nine batters and however many pitchers. Um, I'd say around, I'd like to have at least, you know, half that are at least checking in and at least five that are talking here every single day. You know, I love having a little core. And this is, you know, how, like I said, like how I built up my previous locker room. I like having a little core of people who are always talking. And I like to see, like, maybe five of those being that core. And then maybe another five that, you know, usually check in every couple of days and maybe talk a little bit about their player. I'd like to obviously see a lot of activity during the uh, stream days. But 
uh, yeah, you know, five core active players and five that check in every single or every couple of days, that'd be perfectly fine by me, you know. Yeah, I think those are reasonable numbers. I'd say um, on any given day, we're about half of those goals right now. So I think those are attainable goals, and I um, I'd imagine. Again, just just talking to people will get them reengaged. I think that's a good idea. Um, how about you, Sarah? Any any? I guess if you want to focus on the in game, uh, but surely if you have out out of game ones, you can mention those as well. I mean, like in the end, in game is unlike you know. Uh, we're gonna try and like put people in the position that they can succeed in. Uh, try and get a good defense. Uh, try and get a good like you know pitching staff. Uh, work them in the position where they be the most likely to succeed. But you know in the end, uh, yeah, trying to yeah, in the end, uh, our team success no matter what we do comes from people uh, earning and getting the TDs. And so uh, of course like you know it comes hand in hand. Uh. Yeah, really hoping to uh, see the increase in stats soon for our players. Uh, you know, game, making sure that they uh, uh earn well, get uh, do their tasks, and then you know, uh, yeah, like of course I've been really preaching your help lately, especially before the playoffs where like you know we went over every single possibility to the point where we pissed off the sim team. Holy crap! <laughs> I've never heard Enoch that angry at me. Uh yeah, so like uh in the end Yeah, no matter what we can do in the sim engine, right? I mean it all comes down to the players. Uh I mean the Dynamos, uh number one team, like ten active batters right now. What can you do? Uh like of course these team is gonna be random and hell and like you know the Dynamos aren't guaranteed to win anything, but like they're by far the best team and they'll be very sad if they don't win anything this season, so uh, sorry, not the Dynamos around us. Why the hell did I get that wrong? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, the Dynamos. They're around us. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, you can see, it, it's just funny that there isn't, there isn't that much of a difference between the most successful teams and, and the not-so-successful teams in the minors. It's just, it's just one or two key players, so. Yeah, in the end, like, minors are going to be the minors. I mean, like, there's a cap to how much you can put in. Like, 100 to 350 is never going to be a difference that you see in the majors where, like, you can have about the points difference in TV. So, like, uh, of course, there's always going to be a sort of balance. But in the end, like, you know, there's still good teams and bad teams. So, like, yeah, obviously, we want to be one of more competitive teams going for the next few seasons. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the only suggestion that I would have uh, as someone who has always been hitter favored and hitter focused um, just make it a full hitters park and just um, it sucks to be a pitcher here it would be my suggestion <laughs> so uh, you'll see game scores of like you know 20 to 18 I'm, I'm uh, about uh, that. Uh, that I kind of disagree because our pitch already have a 6 ERA dang it okay All right, fair. yeah <laughs> Uh, I just I listen. I just like home runs. I know that'd that be really very. Care. I know that'd be very responsible. I feel like you know. Uh, I don't know how we'd feel if we, everybody got ten yard on our rotation. I mean, you'd set so many records, right? Good and bad. Yeah, I know, but if, is it the records that we want to put our names on? I think that'd be fun. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen. Don't actually do it, but but you know, it'd be funny if you did it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no it's fine. I'm neutral park, neutral park. All right, well, for okay. the content. Yeah, <laughs> listen, Sarah. What, since when have you not done something for the content? Yeah. Okay, that's enticing. Yeah, you have. <laughs> oh no. But again, like no, you know, it's it's one of those like if you only want to produce hitters and never have a pitcher successfully go into the majors would be the right like every pitcher would come in and be like this yeah. game sucks everything's so hard <laughs> no no it's like like you know even major GM draft based on personality like we do uh, yeah. I mean like no our pitchers just try to strangle me <laughs> I mean literally. The, the strategy would then be, right, you just never draft yeah. a pitcher. You just only no, draft hitters, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. no, I mean, like, I guess that's, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Like, Let the kids play. I, just pretend I, everyone's I, juicy. Like, you know, I, uh, we have four bot stars, one bot reliever. That reliever's going to have so much things to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like, you could call one of your starters punching bag. Like, oh, it would be so good. 
<laughs> All right. Well, maybe, maybe listen. Maybe in a few more seasons. Uh, fine. No, punching bag is what we call Petra. <laughs> poor Petra. <laughs> yeah, poor Petra. God, you know, imagine being capped and having six yards. That's just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It, it, we've we've touched on far too many times the randomness of sim leagues and um, yeah, it's it, it's tough because you'll build the best player, the best meta player you can. And then the meta changes, and you know the yeah, hell, the, the like, pitchers you you're know, building against go up to the majors. I, I do, and, I do yeah. not give Petra any advice on how to build her pitcher because Petra is like it has probably the most OTV hours out of any of us. Yeah, this happened to her. Uh, yeah, that's probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but but um, but regardless, I, know, I don't know. I audit. I put. I tell people to put TV and defense all the time. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, we, listen, we we want to have the best defensive pitchers in the league. I mean, that's... yeah, the best defensive pitchers, uh, even though you can't modify. The defense, <laughs> well, that was what was that like five seasons ago or something? We had a pitcher who was converted from a hitter, and they never updated the defensive stats, so they had like oh 122 god. rating at pitcher. <laughs> oh my god! And like they had, and but but they had the most errors in the league. <laughs> so they had they had the yeah, best yeah, defense. Them, uh, yeah, I I basically switched positions. Yeah, they forgot to uh, change my stats. And yeah, they had they had two me. errors in one game that cost us a game. They had and then like the next the next week they had another two errors. So they were leading with all all pitchers with five uh, errors, but somehow uh, you, had the best uh, defense. You, even if you're a hitter and fielder, you shouldn't put uh, you should put a lot of TB in fielding errors. So I don't know. All right. Well, that about wraps us up for time. And again, I'm excited about the future of the team. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I've I've gone back and forth on will this or won't this be my last player, and I'm hoping that things like this mean it won't be my last player. Um, not that Chris Jacob is anywhere near retiring, of course, but um, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Like, how active am, am I going to stay? Um, and so God, things like this. I, uh, things like we this need help. your fantasy. Please don't. <laughs> well, even let, let me let me tell you this. Even if I did decide not to make another player, I would probably still hang out with you guys because yeah, that's it, the fun. It, did me. you know your player basically helped me uh, win the league's PB fantasy? Yeah, like, it's not just you, but like you know, I had a very good fantasy draft in Kingpins, and then yeah, now I'm number one in our league, and I got paid ten million. <laughs> I'm just a good luck charm in that. Case. I mean, yeah, it's, you are. It's one know. of those like I I make terrible like my own fantasy drafting. I haven't had a good fantasy team since like the f- very first fantasy team I drafted. Um, but yeah, I, I my know. aura helps uh, other people. I, honestly, I don't need the money. I should start throwing my fantasy. <laughs> no, we need to we need to get the most competitive. And it's yeah, like it's I, so attainable on the advanced. We no, were literally no, like one I I mean, we were yeah. one point away. We were one point away on the advanced fantasy. I was so oh, mad. Uh, no, yeah, uh one person had a bad draft, so uh, so yeah. lame. But uh, yeah, so, uh, we lost there, but yeah. That's all I care about is getting cuz that competitive bonus is huge. That 2 milli Speaking of uh, you know players, I um, because I'd never interacted with you really, I was kind of curious as to you know who your player was, and uh, I saw that you're a season twenty three, which is uh, the season that my previous player was. So in a different you know universe, we could have been competing for that top TP tracker. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and Steve Rogers was there up until I think last season. Um, and Steele was so mad, he actually messaged me, and he was like, dude, I can't believe... Like, he's like, I missed a week. He's like, this has never happened to me <laughs> yeah, in any say, like... He was so mad, and he's like, I guess you just have the top forever now. I'm like, I, me, Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, my uh, meat grinder play draft class. I mean, like, I'm 20 TP behind, so I'm never getting, uh, you know, I'm never getting first place. <laughs> hey, it just takes one week, like Steele, you know? Yeah. No, there's like seven people ahead of me. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, you're. Well, you're, you might need seven weeks. <laughs> that's the other part of it, Pow, is like that draft class fell off a cliff. So there are only like I think a total of six actives left in that class, versus Damn. the net. Yeah, the versus Sarah's class has like twenty actives. Oh, how uh, like yeah? I mean like how even even Kingpin's like you know a draft. I was third yep overall, and then you know like. We we have Trevor Duncan who I don't know how he has so much TP like and then we have the like classic you know Bauer and then you know like 
Damn, yeah, I could have been a star way, way sooner. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't yeah. know. If, if, any other draft class, I'd probably be fourth right now, but like, it's just a meat grinder. So, you know, my career's already over. I might as well retire. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel <laughs> the same way. I finally I finally got into stealing bases, and um, my player my player's hitting stats got worse. So, I'm, you know, I'm, Chris Jacobs just washed up. I gotta point. say, though, thank God he stole bases. <laughs> right. You helped me so much. You helped me so much. Yeah, I didn't. Not as many ribbies as I was hoping for, but um, but yeah, still still a pretty good fantasy pick. So I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm just mad at the rest of my fantasy picks <laughs> because I'm bad at it. But yeah, so so we'll do this more often. We'll get this going again. Um, any final thoughts, Power? Anything else you wanted to mention? Um, it's something that uh, you mentioned earlier before um, about uh, media and you know trying to engage players by writing media about them and you know talking about them. You know, with the role playing aspect, that is something I do a lot with my current PB player. So um, that's you know a really good idea that you brought forward that I might you know take take upon to you know talk about players in our little thing and create little lore about how we're doing and maybe we can try to bring that back you know hopefully I'll, i can i can do that yeah i've never i've never seen someone get mad i've only seen people either ignore it or get excited so it's only a net positive <laughs> well see my uh my actual player is plays like the bad guy wrestling type so I'm going to try to create a different character so that nobody gets mad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to create a character, and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there, like a GM character type, hype man, I guess. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm a huge fan of GM characters as well. But keep in mind, having a heel character makes a lot of It makes it very easy to pull other people into your story because they always get to be the hero. So yes, that's, that's not that's terrible true. either, right? That's true. Yeah, I don't know, newbie punches Bobby Roode. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna get the entire uh, Kingpins team to destroy Bobby Roode. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, make Bobby Roode like the Undertaker, right? Like they, he never actually gets destroyed or defeated, but but everyone gangs up on him. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, and Sarah, any final thoughts? I mean, I'm excited. I mean, like lots of changes. I mean, like uh, bridges were burned. Uh, but still, like you know, it's for a best of team, and I hope that like after everything, uh, you believe in the uh, you believe in who dominates the side is the best path forward for our franchise as much as I do. So yeah, yeah, I oh, think and, uh, we're all excited. Something I something I wanted to mention real quick as well. I I want to thank Dom as well for uh, you know uh, giving me the trust to continue the job that he you know started with Sarah. I, I know Dom from Super Casual. We were both head office there together, and we got really along. I would like to think <laughs> anyway that we got along pretty well, so um, I'm hoping to not let him down, and I'm hoping that we can bring the Kingpins back. I love it. Yeah, I think I think the, the takeaway is we can all be very excited about the direction of the team, about the future of the team, and, and where you guys take it. And we can also still really appreciate all the the great times we've had in the past too. The history doesn't go away. Um, we're all still, yeah. you know, sim league nerds together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, we respect the history, but you know, it's time to make our own history now. Yeah, I could totally get that. All right. Well, thanks again to uh, for both of you uh, joining me, and uh, for you know the the ten of listeners that we probably have. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out, and uh, we'll see you on the field. Take care.